0: They say love is patient, they say love is kind, marriage on the other hand takes those things plus wine, spousing is a journey not for the faint of heart, being married to a human is a science and an art. Hey Katie. Hey Lauren. How's it going? Uh, It's good. I'm like that special kind of Friday sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, like uh like a a week of hard work is over. We call it Friday night narcolepsy. Friday here. night narcolepsy? Yes, mm-hmm. the Friday night narcolepsy. It's like yeah. something scary, but
1: But we did just go do a great uh, a body pump class with our uh with our friend Kim who's also the pastor at our church. Um and so I'm feeling pretty recharged. Like I'm feeling energetic.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I did. I went to Orange Theory t- this afternoon and as I was just telling you Before we started recording this, I have been having, like, this, like, cough issue, so I had to leave early, but I'm glad that I went, and dinner is all cooked, and Mark is here and cozy, and so when we're done, we're going to curl up where we're going to snuggle and hang out for literally one minute before I pass out. Before you pass out. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're going to do, too. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, my family's downstairs eating pizza, so... Guys, what we're telling you is this podcast is a real drag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping us from our families.
0: <laughs> we love each other and also, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is, t- like, I think that's just, like, the millennial condition, to be honest. I Like, I'm not... I read
1: that article, Millennial Burnout.
0: Yeah, and, like, I, I'm always telling my patients when they're depressed, like, okay, like, so I, for instance, if I'm working with somebody who's, like, really depressed or anxious and can't get up and out of bed to come because they feel like they need to be a certain way to come to the program I'm like okay be be sl- like depressed and anxious and sleepy and don't want to get out of bed and come anyway just do it anyway yeah so that's like my philosophy these days so it, it's just understood to me that I'm sleepy I'm doing yeah. it anyway yeah <laughs> absolutely and actually truly there's really
1: nowhere else I'd rather be me too me too mm-hmm. I have plans with my friend tonight yeah
0: and yeah. we have plans with our spouses. What, are,
1: that's what are,
0: true. Did we call them spousers? They're spouse. Oh, spousers. Those are yeah. our listeners? I was like, no, they're our spouses. Yeah, I think Caitlin that's what Art. Alice and I said. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, um, yeah, our spousers. Caitlin
1: well. worked a 24-hour shift last night, and mm. she came home, and so she was like, guess how many babies I delivered? And I was like, how many? She was like, three. And I was like, that's awesome. And she was like, guess how many times I had to change my pants because amniotic fluid was all over them. And I was like, that's disgusting. And two. And she goes, Four. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like,
0: what? Uh, how many times did you have to change your pants at work today? Zero. That's good for a teacher. I went to work and came home from work in the same pants. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, for a teacher, oh. I feel like that's a big win.
1: Hey, can we start off with a quick um, quick take, quick hot topic, quick uh, question, I yeah, guess, sure. from me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay.
1: So a I, good question from our listener, Lauren. For, I do listen to the podcast, so I, I qualify. Yeah. Um, I have a feminist issue Mm -hmm. in the workplace. So they decided to do do this thing at my school where we are, um, it's like a teacher appreciation type thing. It's uh, where we're going to get together and do like a power walk around the courtyard, listen to music, 10 minutes before school starts on Monday, and there'll be like water bottles and healthy snacks, I don't know. Cute stuff, like really cool idea. So the people that come to Early and participate in this thing are also permitted to wear workout clothes. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, which To is work great. for the day? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's, like, incentive is, enough. Yeah, which is great. That, sound, that sounds awesome. So then we get called. So, I do I want to wear read, workout clothes, though. I read the hospitality bulletin, which is, like, where we get all our news, and it, it outlines all of these things that we're not allowed to wear. And one of the, the things is yoga pants, because mm-hmm. or, like, workout pants, because – and then we had a, a a meeting about something else today, and it came up, and everybody was like, "I don't know." It was a very weird tone, and my issue is,
0: yeah, why
1: are we sexualizing teachers? I don't feel like I, I'm pretty sure that every student I teach is aware that I have like a butt and thighs and legs, yeah. and like I don't feel like it's going to be that. I don't know. It just it rubs me the wrong way that this kind of stuff gets it's front, and also my school is all female leadership. So it's all coming really? from female like kind of policing each other's bodies and it really hit me the wrong way and I I'm just like
0: yeah frustrated and now and also
1: furthermore what the hell do you wear to work out in if it's not yoga pants?
0: Well, that's that's a really good question that I was thinking of too like like sweatpants like old-timey type like like the sweatpants that I'm currently wearing that I sleep in at night maybe but I do think that so that's an interesting quandary because this is a really good um example of the times when my rational thoughts and like my emotional reaction are really different. Because mm. rationally speaking, I completely agree with you that like there's we shouldn't be sexual it's implicitly sexualizing teachers by telling them that they can't wear yoga pants because they're too form fitting or revealing. Like that's inherently sexualizing. However, also there's like a part of me that does feel like like, I changed into my exercise clothes at work the other day before I was leaving to go to the gym. And I changed into them a little too early and I needed to go to the bathroom. And so I didn't want to walk across, like, the hall in front of all of the patients in my in my yoga pants. So I put on my winter coat and wore it to the bathroom. Wow. And, like, so I don't know what that – but I have no yeah. idea what that is. Like, yeah.
1: No, and I and I'm with you. I think I definitely – like, the actuality of – I can I can understand why I might feel uncomfortable, and I think that's the socialization of it. Yeah, we are socialized to feel like our, our bodies are something that we need to hide or be ashamed of, or whatever. Right, and of course, and the thing is that feels of like such I, a big uphill battle right now, though. I know, and there's there's a line of like professionalism, and like yeah. I would never wear yoga pants to work for formality reasons; like they're not yes. formal enough for the workplace. But if you are explicitly having not a for workout, wear reasons. day, right, mm. just for you know, p- you know, I was gonna say
0: pants should probably button, but. I'm- some nice looking pants that don't button that I just oh yeah on. yeah yeah I have a lot of pants um, that don't button actually my like work my workplace attire like credo is I would like to be able to sleep in it and also wear it to work um and if you think that I'm above wearing to work what I slept in the night before you are incorrect I am not yeah. above that uh-huh. yeah but I do think it's sexist and I think that it's an uncomfortable conversation to have in a room full of women and like also are you, is it the leadership where you work a little older?
1: Yeah, and actually, what she she it was like does okay, guys, seem like an older. You can older wear woman. your jogging suits, and there was like a joke. She was like, "Oh, am I old? Like, do people not wear jogging suits anymore?" And we
0: were like, "No, people don't wear jogging suits anymore." I had to just think about like I know what a jogging suit is, like from like from the Goldbergs, like that T that sitcom where the mom, like from the eighties, where the mom just like wears a jogging suit all the time and has like feathered bangs,
1: or yeah, or or um, Mean Girls.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think a condom. I was just watching an episode of One Day at a Time, which you've asked me about before, and I like scoffed because it was too lowbrow for me. But like, it's not too lowbrow for me. It's so good. Um, Uh I love it. So I was just watching an episode where the mom and the daughter were kind of debating about like feminism, and like the daughter is like, I've only I'm only three episodes in, but the daughter appears to be some kind of like a young like a baby feminist and she's trying to teach her mom about like microaggressions and mansplaining and like wage disparities and her mom is like as long as the guy isn't like smacking me on the ass and calling me like mommy on the streets then I'm I'm happy and um the whole like situation was basically demonstrating the like the generational differences between like what women expect and I think that that probably is what's going on there. I bet you other yeah. people. Well, and I don't know about your school, but I bet you. Yeah, I don't really know either. I'm very new to that community, but yeah. I think I ultimately, like I,
1: I was just standing in a group fitness studio, like doing a really intense workout with a bunch of other people. Most surrounded of them, most by of them body Mm -hmm. surrounded by body parts and i just feel so frustrated that there's such a like a sexual gaze that we put because i didn't think about anybody in that room all i thought about was like wow this is look at the strength that's present here look at the strength of the things that these people are doing together and like i just it really rubs me the wrong way when someone's Mm. like telling me that my strength might be like quote unquote a distraction or it's something i should i don't know yeah i don't know
0: Yeah, well, it's it's such a patriarchal thing that, like, women don't look at that and, like, even – like, women don't look at other women and sexualize other women right off the bat in those environments, right? I think that women are better at placing context around sexuality, maybe. And that feels like a really patriarchal, like, we've been living in a society dominated by men since the beginning of time type of a thing. The fact that we sexualize just the inherent shape of our legs – like yeah. that is not something women created. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like even though you they have They just a school, are my legs. And I'm, yeah, they're I'm just like I'm legs.
1: I'm around these kids all the damn time. They know
0: I have legs. If and you know, it's not a surprise to them. Right. And like if you were teaching kindergartners, your butt would have been touched by all of the children. Uh, I like... am teaching kindergartners and it is
1: touched. And, okay. like, and we so talk not about bodies seen... like, and boundaries and all that that stuff. That's an important thing.
0: Okay, so not but only anyway... have they seen your butt, but they've touched your butt. So let's put some spandex <laughs> on that butt and get it moving.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, it was just one of those things. So if anybody has had a similar situation, has handled it in a different way, or or has suggestions for how I should... I'm really open to that. You should really sure contact some
0: of those, like, badass high school girls that, like, put on big protests about <laughs> dress codes and ask them yeah. how they do it. Well, Fairfax <laughs> County did a
1: huge makeover of their dress code last year, which I'm so proud of to, to be part them. of the, the – Yeah, and it was read, um, led by this guy named Ryan McElveen, and he basically went across uh, in front of the school board and said, we are – this this dress code is entirely directed at girls. And Mm -hmm. and that's a problem. And so they went in and, like, sort of pulled out all the gender, and that was such a good move, you know?
0: Yeah. So anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the state of your union this week, Katie? The state of my union. Oh, back up. Are you drinking something? Well, I was gonna say, like, speaking of things that make me want to (laughs) drink, we should talk about what we're drinking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I am drinking something, and I'm not loving it. And I'm like actually really looking forward to being finished with it so I can drink my water again. Um, I'm trying (laughs) to get into kombucha, so I'm drinking a kombucha cocktail, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. But I don't think I like kombucha. I don't like kombucha either. But Caitlin does. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some that I might like, maybe. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on my gut health.
1: Yeah, and it's a texture thing too. It's just oh kind of yeah, chunky,
0: which yeah. I don't love. Oh gosh, the word chunk is Oops, just up sorry. there with me. I should not yeah. have said that while you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, chunk is like that is that not nice a chunky good one. Cocktail. What about you? What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking um, a day shoots, uh, the mm-hmm. fresh squeeze. It's a classic. It okay. was um, I. I bought a, a six-pack of podcast beers for the intention of drinking them at the podcast, and then it's just been a really long week, and so this is the only one
0: that's left. <laughs> yup. <laughs> been <Yep>. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thus is the life of an educator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, well, so... What is the state of your union? Oh, my goodness. So I... Mark and I were just marveling earlier this afternoon at... So I have been admittedly, like... Hostile this week That has been my autopilot This week has been a little like Just a little edge of hostility Mm -hmm. And I think part of what that is And it just occurred to me tonight Is that Mark has been really busy Um, he had a lot of lesson plans to turn in this week and he's also already back to applying for permanent positions for the fall. So, um, which is, I can't believe he's starting to do that all over again, but we just haven't been really seeing a whole bunch of each other recently.
1: Mm.
0: And so, or not, not recently, but like this week. And so instead for me, it's really hard for me to like. I have to – like, I have my mind, I have to either be like, okay, Mark is here and we're engaging or Mark is not here and doing something else, so I'm going to completely focus and, like, not really think about Mark. And, like, that's maybe an ADD thing. Like, I don't know what that is. But if I shift into the second mode, like, the Mark isn't here and I'm just going to focus on my own thing, then Mark becomes kind of an inconvenience and, like, he's, like, a little bit in my way mm-hmm. when I'm, like, mm-hmm. buzzing around the house yeah. instead of, like – my sweet husband, who I love. Um, yeah. so then I'm like on autopilot and I'm a little hostile to him. And so tonight, cause it's Friday, we were finally getting an opportunity to kind of connect t- for the first time this week. And I said, Oh my gosh, I don't feel hostile towards you at all because I'm actually like, and it occurred to me that I was thinking of him not as a nuisance or something in my way, but like, I was enjoying his presence. So, anyway, that's the long and the long story is, um, you have to spend time with each other in order to actually enjoy being around each other. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's tough too with the uh, the modes
1: of trying to figure out: am I in mode one or am I in mode two? And yeah, I struggled with that when I was forward. doing my
0: job transition. I'm not good at being different modes at different times. Yeah, like living in the gray space of like, well, I'm doing this thing, but if he comes home, there's like flexibility, you know. Yeah, it makes me crazy like on a Thursday night, because he typically goes out on Thursday nights with his friends. So on a Thursday, if we're sitting around and it's like seven o'clock and his phone is buzzing and we're just sitting there like watching Wheel of Fortune, I'm like, are you going to go out or what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know, I haven't decided yet. And then I'm like... Can you ah. please decide so that I can figure out which mode to be in, and it makes me nuts. Yeah. Like we, that is what like an one of interesting the interesting
1: situation. What a rich, yeah. a rich fertile soil for growth in terms of how you handle that.
0: That's oh, it. Yeah. Like that
1: seems like a a rich planting ground.
0: Yeah, which that's such a nice way of saying. Like <laughs> you need to get your shit together, girl. No, not <laughs>
1: at all. It's a, it's a way – because I feel like I've just. I've been scratching the surface of things like that with, I mean, I guess that's just marriage. Yeah. with No, yeah. Too.
0: Find, I finding those common. Like up a mirror.
1: Yeah. And just finding those things that you're like, wow. I Even if the, the um, parameters of the argument aren't the same, the, the meat is. And yeah. so I, getting into that I and mean, being like, okay, this is something that we butt heads about. How do we, we need to, like, come up with a better way of doing it.
0: Yeah, our our autopilot behaviors towards each other, I would love for us to work on. Like, when we're both present and engaged, we're perfecto. But when yeah. we're on autopilot, our autopilot behaviors towards one another are, like, I am, like, Captain Hostility, and he is Captain Defensiveness. And, like, they're mm-hmm. a great match. Yeah. So. yeah. I do um, like the idea of you being captains of both of those things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like... I don't like feeling hostile. I really am happy to, like, abdicate the throne of, like, the hostility. Right. It's not... Nobody wins that. No, I don't like that, like, he comes in in the morning to say, like, hey, good morning. And I look over my shoulder. I'm like, what? And he's like, I was literally just <laughs> coming to say hi. And I'm like... <laughs> but the second... The second he says, like, I was just coming to say hi, I realize what I've done. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. Like, I am miserable, like, to be around because right. I, but I'm just on autopilot. And we've right. actually laughed about it like three times this week because I've caught myself and been like, holy right? shit, where's that coming from? Right. Why am I doing this? Yes. Oh. So finally tonight, he has been like the world's biggest trooper, too, about like just smiling at me when I do it. So anyway, what's the state of your union? Good job, Mark. You're ha- yeah. you're halfway there. Mark is like um, a, if I he's also captain of the gold star team, so he gets all the gold stars. Oh, that means something different to lesbians. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah. It does. Well, he's also a gold star heterosexual. So, all right. Well, guess, good for him. Yeah. I don't think you can be a gold star heterosexual. I don't, I don't think, he think can you can. You don't get the fun things if you're <laughs> you don't a straight get white that. man. Nope. <laughs> you don't get fun things. That's hey, appropriate. that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. You can huh. have a lot of fun things. They've had all That's the fun the things right for a really long time. We also now get them too. Yes, there you go. Okay, what's the state of your union? <laughs> um, it's good. We've I've had
1: a very social week and I'm feeling recharged, which is really nice. Extrovert um, status. Uh, I know, I know, and I'm wondering how about checking in with Caitlin and, and seeing like how she's feeling. Um, we've been a little disconnected the past couple of days because of her um, 24-hour shift, which really like knocks us out in terms of being able to see or talk to each other at all. Because it's like, it's two full days. And even the day before that, we're um, trying to figure out, like, sleeping and who should sleep. Wait, like, when should she, you know, it's just yeah. a mess. Um, but earlier this week, I went to a, uh, I felt really um, inspired by my mm-hmm. wife. One of her most impressive skills is that she is, Incredible at handling difficult people, mm-hmm. and I think I think we might have talked about this before, but a lot of it comes from being a nurse. <laughs> yeah, being a nurse, and I was going to say maybe <laughs> just her her family dynamics is, is such that she is definitely the peacekeeper, the peacemaker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and things are flowing better when she's around. And so I think she's good at that role. It just kind of softening, and so she took that skill set into nursing, and now she's really good at at handling. Um, People, when I would just kind of react and maybe flip out a little bit, Caitlin is really good at, at getting her point across, but getting it across in a way that can be heard,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: um, I really can learn a lot from. So this week I was at a Bible, or a, it's called Progressive Pints. It's a thing my church does where we sit down and we talk about um, just a particular issue and anybody can come and whatever. So I went... And we're talking about this issue and this guy is very much there were ten people maybe there, and two of them were men, and the men were very much like dominating the conversation. And yeah. I don't think that's necessary I'm not making a stereotype that, you know, that every man dominates a conversation. But these two people that were there that night were both people who had a lot to say, and what they were saying was not always relevant. and, Two of the other people there, well, one of the other pe- one of the per- people there was like a current clergy. The other un- another person was a retired clergy who had like thirty plus years of experience, and I really wanted to hear her speak. Mm-hmm. And she kept getting like kind of cut off or like not like I knew she had stuff to say, but nobody was asking. You know, she there wasn't a space for it. Yeah. So I was like already sort of frustrated with this guy, and then he starts talking to my friend. And he's asking her about her plans in the future, and she mentioned that she was interested in foster care. Um, and I and she was talking a little bit about, um, and he was like, oh, like, why aren't you doing it now then? And she was like, oh, well, I don't have the space. And he's like, yeah, it's hard to make space in your life for a kid. And she's like, no, 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 I don't have the physical space. Like, I'm currently living in, like, a small place. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have a plan. My, you know, my partner and I are going to build, like, we're going to, in a couple of years, we're going to buy a big house, and we're going to. Um, Bringing, and we're gonna start the process of being foster parents. Aww. And he start, yeah, which is wonderful. And he starts ragging on her, and like talking about how because she doesn't have children, which he asked me too if I had children, and I was like, I know what you're about to say. You're oh gonna God. immediately negate everything I say. But he said, because you don't have children, you have no idea how hard it's gonna be to give up a child. Like, foster, you know, because oftentimes foster, ch- foster care children might be a temporary mm-hmm. situation. As if
0: she had never thought about that in the first place. Thank you. She's an intelligent human. and so Yeah, and foster- as if that's not the first thing to come across her mind. She's like, thank Okay. <laughs> thank you. I mm-hmm. And all
1: of these things are running through my mind, and I feel my blood pressure rising. Yeah. And, but I knew in this situation there was a couple of things at play, including... You know, I, w- I was in a community setting, and I do feel like this person could probably benefit from more discussions like this. And I didn't want to totally shut him down. I don't know him at all. He's the, fr- it's the first time I ever met him. And so I think to myself, like, WWKD. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, Caitlin would say what she's thinking in, like, a sandwiched compliment format or, like, a like a, a format where you give a little bit to the other person. Yep. First to sort of soften it and then deliver the blow. And so I take a deep breath and I say to him, we, it sounds like you are not called to fostering. And that's fine. And that's really important that we then really support those who are called to it. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of knocking him off his high horse, because he, he was saying, like, I could never, I could never, I could never. And I was like, yeah. that's really,
0: it's really good that no one's asking you to. Oh, uh, I'm so proud of you for saying that. Yes. Yeah. That's such a good thing to say, too, because you can say that to a stranger and it can be like, it doesn't have to be scary or confrontational. No, it and
1: it wasn't. And he kind of it, it did, it did, like, knock him off, like, make him waver, step back enough that. That we can move on in the conversation. Because I was like, this is not, like, this is, uh, like, objectively you are being unreasonable. No, like, you are attacking someone you don't know, and you are getting into this conversation. It's like, you're assuming that she's a tiny little baby who
0: knows nothing about the world. Or that she's never considered this, and that, like, thank God you have, she has your advice, because, like... Like, you know, I, you know, and I think that to be, it's actually a good sign that it kind of knocked him down a peg and that you visually saw that because Mm -hmm. a lot of people just continue, continue to bulldoze on. That tells me that he at least like, at least had the opportunity. He had the pause that said, oh, I am like being confronted with something right now. And like, I don't know if he internalized that, but that's good. Yeah, I agree. I'm proud I don't really good about
1: it. Thanks. And uh, I really feel like that's I'm better because of my marriage. Kate. Like I would not have known how to do that. Except that I've watched her do it so many times before and and had my like internal damn
0: moment. Yeah. I'm
1: like, this is good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. You so, take yeah. notes. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Because our uh, we are so different from our partners and even the way that the ways that we give and receive love are. Oh different. my gosh. Setting up a little segue. And, Am I segueing? Pardon me if I, as I wheel on by you. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. A segue and a pun. What are we talking about tonight, Lauren? <laughs> we're talking about love languages. Love languages. Ah, we've touched on this Absolutely. in a previous episode, but today we're going to do a little deep dive. We are. Okay. So,
1: love languages were popularized in 1995 by Gary Chapman, who is a counselor. Um, he identified certain themes and how clients were reaching their partner's um We're reaching to their partner's behaviors and their assessments of whether or not their needs were being met. Um, So there's five love languages, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. So what he did is he took um, 30 years of couples counseling and figured out those five ways. Um, uh, And usually people have one
0: or two that are higher than the rest of them. Is this true for you? Definitely true for me. And Mark and I, it's true for me and it's true for Mark. Although Mark would kind of debate what he thinks my primary love language is. Is that true for you? Uh, yes. Absolutely. And it's uh, it's
1: very true for Caitlyn.
0: What, what are I- y'all's love languages?
1: Yeah. Okay. So well, Caitlin's are, again, I went back into our, um, our, um, Marriage counseling, premarital counseling, right. um, stuff, because this is when we were doing all this stuff, which we highly recommend. That's a good thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. So, Caitlin, um, quality time and words of affirmation. Um, mm-hmm. They were, those are second. Uh, I think they were, She those were her second um, two. They were tied. The very top is physical touch.
0: Yeah, totally. She's an, adverse, she's an
1: Italian. She wants huggy, to, like, rub my feely. back, hold my hand, play with mm-hmm. my
0: hair hmm absolutely
1: mm-hmm. we've been I in multiple so- social situations where i've been like babe you can't like you cannot put your hand up my shirt in mm-hmm. public and she's just not even thinking
0: about it it's like a second nature yep she's what just are your lo- touchy wait what's mark's love language um acts of service is? like beyond acts of mm-hmm. service um like he barely has a second and it's it's quality time but it's acts of service um like for instance He had a two-hour delay this morning but got himself up at the same time as me so he could go out and clear all the snow off of my car. Um, I didn't even ask him to do that. He, like – and I know that he wants me to – like, he feels most love when I contribute above and beyond. Um, And his second is quality time. And then my first is quality time and my second is words of affirmation. And Mark had – Mark pointed out – we were talking about it tonight. Mark said – he was questioning like, he thought words of affirmation would have been my first. And then I said, well, I think you and I have different ideas of what quality time is. To Mark, quality time is like us going to play pickleball together. Whereas Mm -hmm. to me, that seems like me doing an act of service for Mark.
1: Um, Mm, Interesting.
0: Yeah. And and that made him frown when I said that. And I was like, well, you don't need to be upset. It's just like, that's just the reality of it. Um, And then for me, quality time is like us sitting down and having like, like, us going to dinner and having a really good conversation where, like, yeah. we can get inside each other's heads. And yeah. so I, I like, stuff. love that. Yeah, that's the stuff that sustains me in our relationship. Yeah. But Mark mm. thinks of that as words of affirmation because it involves talking, and Mark is just, like... Literal. Yeah. I mm. When I, like, in our the beginning of our relationship... When I told him that like I would want to go out to dinner and just talk with somebody, he'd be like, What were you doing for four hours? And I'm like, Oh, talking and he's like, What the hell were you talking about? Like it just does not <laughs> seem like somebody could do that to him. Um and so, yes, that is yeah, was, <laughs> yeah that that's a difference that between the two sense. of us. <laughs> yeah, right. At yeah. Six and a
1: nine. Um, my my tap is acts of service, though and and actually I'm tied acts of service and receiving gifts is yeah. my secondary top. Yeah. Um, which, that one it has, like, a materialistic... T- I will I'll, I will run through all of them and just give you a quick... It has
0: a materialistic template. connotation, but it's not necessarily about that. It's also about, like, a gift and for me, like, it writing a note on the mirror for you.
1: Which, that is very much my jam. And, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And if Caitlin is out and she sees, like, a particular brand of seltzer water that I like and she brings one home for me, like, that is what I... Like, It receiving gifts that show me that someone was listening... That's yep. my, like, top. It's and I am being very, seen. very, I am very lucky to have some excellent gift givers in my life. I've, I've had yeah. some very, like, touching things. Um, yeah, acts of service and receiving gifts. Words of affirmation is pretty close. And quality time is, like, way at the bottom of my list.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, although I would amazing. say, like, I don't think anybody's going to kick, like, an I love you out of bed, you know? Like, everybody likes yeah. it. No one's going to be like, yeah, please don't get me a present. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: That's that's very important to recognize that, like, everybody likes love and they're all um, – they're all good. They're all nice, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just that some
0: of them come easier <laughs> to us, and like, so the idea is that like, if I'm a words of affirmation person, and that that is challenging for Mark. Like when he he will he can say certain things that are like I he, you know he can say things, but it is challenging for him to string together. He gets caught up in his head of trying to make something sound pretty. Or, like, mm-hmm. sound profound. And then he ends up just kind of, like, laughing and, like, being – like, he just can't do it. Like, he struggles yeah. with saying and, like, things like that. So if I was a purist, I might think that, like – I might not notice that he is doing all of these things to care for me. And that, like, he – you know, my – my. um registration and my car insurance is always printed off like updated printed off and put in my car mm. before I even notice it and like if I wasn't paying so the, I think that the utility of love languages is to encourage you to pay attention to these things that yeah. you might miss otherwise. I,
1: I think that's very and I've actually heard that echoed from people who have had like a tough time in their marriage and and felt like very unseen by their partner in the study of love languages kind of Clicked them back in mm-hmm. and just made them aware of, oh, all these things that I've, I have neutralized, I've, I've, I've assimilated to all the things that you're doing for me. And so right. now I don't, and I actually have to take notice of them. Right. Um, also, I was just thinking about how I, I was talking to my, a friend of mine about this, and she and her partner both took a love languages quiz. And she's a very sarcastic person. Like, like very, she's the youngest sibling of 10. And so she's very much like, Jokey, and I, we really get along because we both are like, meh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Silly younger sibling stuff. Yep. And so she and her partner both had words of affirmation at the very bottom. And so yeah. they, like, went through their list, and, the, and then she looked at him, she's like, okay, cool, asshole. Like- yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice to yeah. know that, like, like, Mark and I, for neither of us, like, I like gifts. I like getting stuff. And Mark is actually a really good gift giver, but neither of us, like, we would, like, any of the other ones over gifts any day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's good that, like, it's nice when some of those things align.
1: Yeah. Um, also, this is a little bit backwards. We probably should have done it in reverse order, but let me quickly run over what they are. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and how you might know you uh, which one of your love languages kind of rings top. Yep. Um, okay, so words of affirmation. For some of us, there's nothing that gets us going like hearing our partner verbally express their feelings of love and adoration. If you and your partner's love language revolves around the spoken word, it'll be clear that giving them compliments and telling them you love them goes a long way. On the flip side, people like this might be particularly sensitive to insults or criticism. So when communicating with them, it's important to always be aware of what you say and how you say it. Mm. Which I think that's very interesting. It reminds me of our discussion on concomitant traits. Mm-hmm. The, the words of affirmation, um, love language holder, yeah. <laughs> may also be, feel particularly sensitive to criticism or insult.
0: Ah, oh, that's really true. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, <coughs> I would say though that like, that is also, I don't know, all of these kind of pop psychology things are a little tough for me because <coughs> being sensitive to critique or insult has, to me, yeah. as a therapist, it's nothing, truly nothing to nothing. do with your love language. It has everything yeah, to good do point. with, like... like. Every this person is hard is in sensitive. general. Everybody,
1: yeah, <laughs> Nobody's like, cool, I love when I hear shitty things about me. Yeah,
0: and especially sensitive people are just especially sensitive. Like, I believe in, like, the – do you know about highly sensitive people? Yeah, K- yeah you do. Caitlin's H- H- a highly H- sensitive yep. – yeah, Caitlin's <laughs> an HSP. Um, I, like, believe in that model for sure. But I, I would say that, like, people who, like, at least in my experience, people who – get like words of affirmation are their thing might really love their Instagram presence, you know or like um, mm. stuff like I don't know, stuff where they can get praise
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I also think <laughs> I was talking to my mom about our topic and I was like, I'm looking for sort of a a fresh take on love languages. I, I feel like it's sort of been talked out. most people have taken the quiz or are aware of it. And I want to do something interesting for the podcast. She was like, she laughed and she was like, you know, get, that book was written in 1995 and you're looking for a hot take on something that was a hot take. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's 25 years ago now, but I thought that I, was interesting to, to think about. Yeah, of. that is. I
0: have no idea. I had no idea that love languages are 25 years old. Mm-hmm.
1: I know, Interesting.
0: Right? All right. Keep, tell me more about the other okay. ones.
1: So, quality time. Um, by the way, I got this information from the Elite Daily article. Uh, love, uh, what's a love language? Six things you didn't know about your love language. Mm. Uh, bays who value quality time above all else might be so taken with verbal affirmation and are likely more concerned with ensuring that both you, that you both have alone time together. With people who speak this love language, it may be necessary for them to feel like they are getting plenty of your attention. So be sure to block plenty of date nights, weekends spent together. Um, to ensure they're feeling the love. Rescheduling dates or being constantly glued to your phone might leave this type of lover feeling underappreciated. Again, probably true
0: about everyone. (laughs) Yep. mm -hmm. But maybe particularly for these people, I don't know. Yeah, presence, attention, interest in their interest, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But I
0: also do, again, I'm like really interested in the idea of knowing – what, how, what quality time means to that person? Because to me and Mark, quality time mean really, really different things, you know? So. Well,
1: so again, my mom um, responded, we, we talked about love languages briefly on our quality time podcast. And we, I read research that said watching TV, or not research, an article that said watching TV together was not quality time. Like you have to be really tuned into each other. And my mom vehemently disagrees with that. Yeah. my mom feels like if you're watching TV or a movie or something together and you have at the same time and you' that's an experience you're sharing together to her that is quality time I agree so i I feel like the definition of this can be needs to match the person. Yeah. Which probably makes it not such sound. <laughs> well, not I sound think up.
0: the idea to me with quality time, the check-in is are you is your attention towards inward or outward in that moment? Mm. And if the attention is turned inward, <laughs> if you are together at dinner across from each other but on your phone, your attention is turned inward or just not talking, your attention is turned inward. If it's turned outward, it doesn't matter if if you're watching a movie together and being silent, you're mm-hmm. still having your attention towards outward together and that is quality time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I and I will maybe backtrack what I was saying a little bit because it also mentions that people who are who speak the love language of quality time may uh, or are tend to be really hurt by rescheduling. And uh-huh. that's not something I think and this, it makes I sense. I that. am really, I am really not offended if you need to reschedule with me. Yeah. Unless I'm, like, already on my way or something. But uh, yes. more than most people, and I think Katie and I are both that way, and the number of times we reschedule our podcast, I don't think either of us takes it seriously. Like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, yes, we don't take it personally. We take it seriously. We don't take it seriously. personally. Exactly. But I, I, to me, am definitely, like, if you want to get, because... But again, that's my love language, and also I contain multitudes. And one of those facets of me is a person who works for five days a week and is sleepy the other hours of the week. So, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love quality time, but I also love like a rest. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it's 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 a blanket to say we need to blanket this whole discussion with. Again, repeating, all five love languages are great. And if anybody gets any of those five things, it probably feels good to some degree. So we're just talking about the things that you most, the ways that you most hear. love. And I know people who are very offended by rescheduling. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: That's something that, and that's a love language I have to, they're people I love, so
0: I have to learn to speak it. Yeah, yeah. I think of that more as... Who, I love love languages. I'm like, I'm feeling like a big skeptical, a skeptic tonight, but I was going to say, I think of that more as like an attachment issue when somebody's Mm -hmm. like really stressed out by you canceling plans. I think of that as like having abandonment stuff triggered and (laughs) like, you know, but I do, I guess I feel like, yeah, I, I think that these are really, really useful frameworks, but um
1: yeah. And There's that's so the much would, more under them. Yeah. Exactly. That's the way we should th- think of them. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's an interesting discussion potentially to have with your partner to go through your love languages and be like, okay, where do you think this one comes from? Right. Right. And you know what? The way that, well, I, my dad shows love through gifts. Yeah. Hmm. I never put that together until right now. Yeah. My mom So that's why nice that's too. one of mine. hmm Yeah. All right. Tell okay, me more. Okay. So speaking of receiving gifts, um, it says, although those who love receiving gifts may have a bad rap for being materialistic, according to Chapman, that's not always the case. A person's experience of love is more intertwined with symbolism, meaning that receiving a physical token of their bae's love, which this is what you get when you get your article from Elite Daily, yep. um, leaves a lasting impression. And then they go on to say, who doesn't love a bae who loves, Who knows how to treat them? I made of letting every guy I've ever dated know that if they want to be my forever boo... Uh-huh. A verbiage change, boo! At some point in our relationship, I expect to open a beautifully
0: wrapped box with a puppy inside. Oh gosh, um, <laughs> huh? See again. Yeah, how, how do you interpret gifts as a gift language haver? Like, I'm pretty do sure you this article had all kinds of memes in the middle?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm I sure think this of... one was a...
0: You like when people like, like you like when Caitlin like makes you lunch in the morning and like that you and Caitlin are really good at doing stuff, like making each other coffee and Mm. like I think of those as gifts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the lunch thing kind of strikes me as an act of service, but you could make, you could make an argument. And the other day I got to work and I opened my lunchbox and there was like a full package of peanut M&M's in there, and I got home, and my dad was like,
0: hey, did you see what I put in your lunchbox?
1: Now that's a gift.
0: Oh my yeah. God, that's the cutest so, thing.
1: Oh, Dad! I know. I know, it's really oh, yeah. cute, and he just does little things like that. It's funny to watch, because I don't think that gifts is really one of my mom's love languages, but it's absolutely one of his, and so she's had to kind of learn that... When he gives her, like, he got her that Dyson hairdryer that's like re- exorbitantly
0: expensive. Do you know what I'm talking oh about? Oh my gosh, I'm literally like about to ask my mom for that for my birthday. <laughs> oh my I've God. been yeah. looking at that so, on Amazon all day long. That's so strange you just said that. He
1: loves like gadgets and he loves like things yeah. like that. And he heard that it came
0: out. They love, they've had a
1: Dyson vacuum. And then every time a child of theirs gets married, they buy us, uh, buy that child a Dyson, <laughs> which is I great. I love a Dyson uh, vacuum. Girl, me too. Mine's in storage and I miss it. Oh. Um, and anyway, he he. I think he just found out that was coming out, and he bought it for my mom. And my mom was like, "This is ridiculously expensive. I don't need this." And then she was like, "You know what? It's his love language." And she kind of like calmed herself down. And now she loves it,
0: and accept I accept it. it too, which let is it great. be. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my my mom. I think her love language is gifts, and like it's the same way. It's the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so we have one more. Uh huh. Last but not least, you've got um, the physical touch. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't just mean sex. It can be holding hands, kissing, just physical closeness, Um, any misuse of physicality. So it says physical contact with loved one reigns supreme. Like obviously that's what physical touch means. Any misuse of physicality or hostile body language is likely to leave this type of lover feeling both rejected and unloved.
0: Yeah, I bet yeah. you. And see now that I can feel like is very true. Like if Caitlin were to reach out to touch your hand and you pulled it away. But again, if I were to reach out to touch Mark's hand and he pulled it away, I'd right. take that as like a very
1: serious sign. Absolutely. Okay. So I was trying to find hot takes on love languages and there aren't any way. Aren't any because I think most people are kind of like, eh. you know, like Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it's really Some people feel fiery passionate about it.
0: To be honest, I you do not I, I'm like this is maybe not a nice thing to say, but like you do not need to read the book. Um, yeah, I think we just yeah. summed it up for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's you probably the, don't even need to take the quiz critical. to figure
1: out which one you are. You probably right. Know. You probably know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So here's my not hot take because there's really not any hot takes out there. But there, this uh-huh. is my lukewarm take. Um, you number one, you probably have more than one, according to Chapman, uh, who is the person that wrote this or, or person that wrote this article. I think maybe. I don't know. It's a very uh-huh. professional podcast. Um, <laughs> you have probably have more than more than one. Most people find they have at least two categories they so are significantly higher than the other three. It's common to have, very common to have two, which is great because that gives your partner more opportunities to be caring towards you. Yeah,
0: that is number, a number.
1: Yeah, that's a good number prefer. two. It can. This one is true. I know this to be true. It can change over time. So acts of service did not used to be as high as on my list as it is now. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Why? Because
0: I think that probably as we age, like, we, like, as we get more things in our life and my my more things, I mean, like, as our life expands and grows, Mm -hmm. um, we start to shift our priorities. And so acts of service becomes very meaningful to you because maybe you need that. (laughs) Yeah. And ultimately, I I think really it's all about, like, in what way do you make the other person feel seen and held? You know, yeah, that's Absolutely. And that's what I'm thinking of like love means in this context.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um yeah. Any and more to your take? Your,
1: n- your needs. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's your needs change over time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very too. true.
1: That's very true. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you know um, what? I think that they even shift. Like when I'm sick or really sad, my need for physical touch goes way up. Uh yeah. You yeah. Know, do you ever feel yeah. like you have one that's higher than the other, or like we're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so. Caitlin working this twenty four hour
1: shift, like I feel like quality time is really important to us right now. I've, I, I have all these things that I want to talk to her about. I'm like, I feel like I just haven't had my, my fix, which is funny because
0: quality time is very low on my list, but yeah, I'm craving it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't love spinach, but if I haven't had it for a while, I'm like, I could probably go for some. <laughs> our, our body pup instructor kept saying, "Do you does
1: this feel good?" Whatever, and my friend Kim and I would just k- kept honest, looking at each other. Or... What? Do you I want know, to well, be honest or like what? Well, we decided that it was like
0: spinach. Like spinach isn't good. But yeah, like, it's
1: good for you. So like, right. it,
0: was, it was spinach. I feel spinach about it. Right, you the thing about ex, spinach and exercising is it doesn't feel good right now. It doesn't, but like will it feel good? It will. It will. We yes. <laughs> um okay, so the other my uh,
1: continuing on my my warm take. Um it might be surprising to learn that you and your partner have different love languages. Um it might be helpful to feel cuz you might just really be obsessed with that person but feel like you're not totally connecting. So this, that's a good time to do the mm-hmm. love languages thing. Um, yeah. Co- it's very common for couples to have different ways that they demonstrate and receive love. Yeah. And it's not... And in my... This is not the article. This is me speaking. It's also very common for you to receive love in a different way that you give it.
0: Huh. Yeah. That makes Maybe sense It's not common, but possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, I think that it's possible for people to just be like... I think that it's possible for, depending on how you are socialized, to be better at one thing, at, yeah. or like to be good at something and to not actually feel connected to that thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, speaking of social, It's like how a lot of women come out as helpers in the Enneagram. Yeah, exactly. Well, and because of my training and education, I feel like words of affirmation are second nature to me, and like very, yes. it's very easy for me to
0: just you know be affirming and that's not one of my like top love languages yeah, yeah yeah good point yeah same thing as like gifts like my mom was really good at gifts and I like I like gifts but it's definitely not my if I have to commit to it I can get creative about it but it's not the top of my head yeah whereas like my sister-in-law Sarah always has the most thoughtful gifts the most thoughtful gifts and like she it's a it's like a gift of hers it's truly like mm. she's um like even if we like request something in a secret santa she'll throw in something like a little personalized just to show she knows you. Oh, that's
1: yeah.
0: sweet. That's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah.
1: Um okay, so continuing through they can this idea of my warm takes. They can help us talk about our needs, which is what we've been saying that mm-hmm. that's the purpose of um it of love languages. A lot of times couples focus on what they're not getting in their relationship instead of what they need. So saying like I'm not getting this rather than I I really want this. Yeah, um, a positive ask. Right. It's feeling starting a conversation by saying I feel so loved and so special when you mm-hmm. blank is better than starting the conversation with you never.
0: Yeah, assuming that your your partner wants to know that you're assuming that they want to do the best for you because like I'm Ugh trying to be really nice to Mark even when I'm being hostile to him.
1: Yeah, man, this is making me think, uh, which I hope this is not your recommendation. Is <laughs> is your recommendation Dak Shepard's podcast? No, 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 no. Okay. No. All right. Um, well, you can definitely tune into this, this week's episode of Armchair Expert because Gottman Institute liked our post about it.
0: Yeah. So for those of you a- who don't know what Armchair Expert is, it's um, a podcast that we also really, really like, and so mm-hmm. that is big news for us that... Our idol was, or one of our idols was on a podcast that we really like and respect and that they liked our Instagram posts even though I know that it was just some like college student intern going through exactly. all the mentions it does not like, matter
1: I think it was John Gottman himself felt
0: mad he and Julie famous. were sitting down
1: <laughs> scrolling through Instagram yeah <laughs> but they talk a lot about um, giving and receiving love and relationships in, in that particular
0: episode so they I'd do highly recommend when you're yeah. done listening to this go over there and listen to that to hear John Gottman but talk don't stop about right, right now stay with us yeah stay with us we're, we're, we're almost we're, done just yeah, wait for another it. 20 minutes or so and then you can go <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> um, talking about your love languages can be segues uh, for check-in so using that's a good thing to it, and even if you're not at a crisis point but if you are just using this as a way to sort of get back on track mm-hmm. um, it can be very difficult to address your needs with your partner in a way that doesn't make them feel put on the spot mm-hmm. and the last item is to say that Love languages are a really good way to help you remember what you deserve. Yeah. Um, those five basic behaviors can help you in fortifying your relationships by reminding you what you want and how you expect to be treated by someone that loves you.
0: That's a really good way to think about it, is that, like, this is I important agree. to me. Everybody has something that's important to them and that we have a right to seek out what fits that need.
1: I really agree.
0: That's actually, like... I think that's a very... Hot, that's a very hot take. Yeah, that's like my favorite part of all of the information that you've, that's out of all of your takes, that's the hottest. Mm-hmm. I agree, I saved it for last for that reason. Yeah, and I think that that's a really great like way to like sum up love languages. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. well, with that, um, with that beautiful hot take, why don't you tell me, um, it's not Duck Shepherd's podcast, but what are you into this week? Not-
1: Katie, I was going to recommend One Day at a Time.
0: Oh my gosh! No, you weren't.
1: I really was. It's here in my notes. That's why when you when I mentioned Talk it, you me. got all quiet. I was like, "I, I love this show. Why Is she being
0: quiet? Did I miss her um, she I love watch that show.
1: It? Okay, well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna recommend it anyway because it's fabulous and it's I have double a indoors of, now. Yeah, double indoors. Um, so, if you're a musical theater fan, Rita Moreno of. Broadway fame slash West Side Story fame plays the grandmother in it. It's a multi-generational Cuban household in, um, it's LA, right? Is that where it takes place? Um, I thought
0: it was Miami, but I'm not, all, I'm also no, cooking while i was watching it, so... Just because yeah. when I saw, I saw a clip of Palm Trees and I just assumed it was Miami because mm. it's Cuba and Palm Trees, so... No, I
1: think, I think, and sure is California and I think it's LA. Okay. Anyway, so it's a grandmother, a single mother who's also a war veteran, and her children living in the house. And um, they have, like, a, there's definitely some campy sitcom elements, which I like because I yeah, find it I comforting. It. But it's not shallow. It is nuanced and they really get into a lot of fascinating discussion. Um, it might be a bit of a slow The spoiler, acting is they, good. there are, the acting is excellent. There's queer characters and there's a lot of um, discussion about mental health and there's a discussion about um, communities and, and even communities in crisis and PTSD and so it's, it's not full house. Yeah. But there are definitely some full house like moments, so it's got levity, which is kind of exactly what I need it to. What I need a show to be. It's also so cool to see Latin an entirely, almost entirely Latino cast. Yeah, and um, I have a friend who actually got to interview the cast. Um, she works for. An organization in DC, and she got to or- interview the actor, uh, the actresses that played the mom and the daughter. Oh, it's awesome! Um, yeah, it's really cool. And it, and they were talking a lot about the producer of the show is Latina, and um, and just getting that story out there in there with their own words um, mm-hmm. was really empowering for them. And I think it's just so beautiful and cool to see that. And I also think it's just genuinely oh. good content
0: yeah it's good it is it's good content and it's really like it's just yeah it's fun to watch like it's good modeling of like how people should be in a relationship with one another and I like seeing that in a sitcom and it's short and it's comforting and it's not stupid and I like it
1: yeah and the characters are flawed in a way that's Relatable, and they have issues that you know, and you. It's neat to watch, but everybody had like the the core values are like love, and confidence, and community, and I I really like that about it. So yeah. I highly
0: recommend One Day at a Time. It's on Netflix. There's three seasons currently. Awesome! Yay! Good recommendation. Yeah. I am mm-hmm. recommending a podcast. Um, I am recommending the Anthropocene Reviewed which is the podcast, it's a podcast from John Green of The Fault in Our Stars fame, The Fault in Our Stars, Turtles All the Way Down fame. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> from Vlogbrothers fame. Yes, from, from Vlogbrothers, from all of the- The origin of Katie and Lauren's friendship fame. Basically, yes. And he has another podcast with his brother called Dear Hank and John, and that's a weekly like question and answer like comedy podcast. The Anthropocene Reviewed is much quieter um it's produced by wnyc i think anthropocene is he'll define it for you in the first episode but it's like the era it's like the current like geological era that we're in and so in every episode he reviews two things from this geological era um and so like in the first episode he reviewed um canada geese and Diet dr pepper (laughs) Um, And so, but the way that he reviews them, they're short episodes, they're like 20 minutes long, and he writes these beautiful um, memoir pieces that are about the thing that he's like reviewing, and he weaves in his own memoir, and so when the podcast is him reading these pieces that he's written, um, and it is so, it's like classic early Vlogbrothers content, it's so beautiful and insightful. And I really recommend everybody start off with the one about Googling strangers um, to see what I mean. There is an incredibly powerful story about John Green's time as a hospital chaplain um, oh in that God, one. Okay. And it's just
1: so excited about I did not know about this podcast. I'm it's, very excited. Yeah. Talking.
0: And well, I have a friend who's been trying to get me into it for a while. And I have been kind of resisting because I didn't know what Anthropocene meant. And I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't. I know. I was like, I kept imagining an octopus and I was like, I'm not listening to a podcast about octopi. I'm not doing it. I'm just doing it. um, So I got a text this morning that just said, like, one more plug for this podcast. Like, you really should listen. And then I've been binging it all day. It is so beautiful and like moving and it is exactly what you want it to be and more. It's so good. It's so good. And John Green is such a beautiful writer. Yeah. And it's funny and smart. And you have to listen when you think it's over and there's like another minute and 30 seconds left. You have to finish listening because you think it's going to be like an ad and him thanking his sponsors and stuff, but it isn't. It's like more little content at the end. And then like at the end of one of the episodes I just listened to, they played um, the sound of a sprinkler watering grass in the front lawn. And it's just Ooh. it's really good. I, I just endorse
1: I'm so excited. To, I yes. literally, okay, we have to end the podcast now because I got to go
0: start that. Oh, I know, I and I'm literally going to put time. Mark in bed and like put on my PJs and snuggle up and we'll put on one day at a time. Oh, oh, yes. Good job, us. That's great. Good job, us swapping content for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do other people listen to this, or is it just us? It's just us <laughs> telling each other how to get cozy on a Friday. Hell, yeah. I'm also going to eat a cookie, a homemade Samoa Ooh, that gonna... is very healthy. It's a, like a homemade like Girl Scout Samoa, but it's, mm-hmm. um, it's just four ingredients. It's just dates and coconut in the food processor, and then I drizzle it with chocolate. I want so,
1: that. I
0: want oh, it. Yeah. Can I come over? Yeah, it's a recipe. That's another thing I can recommend. You guys, there's this food blogger from Richmond. Her name is Brittany Mullins, and her her blog is Eating Bird Food. Um, and if you look up Eating Bird Food Homemade Samoas, um, the recipe could not be easier, and they're really, really, really good. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. They I've taste, had a lot of not homemade Samoas lately, and it's probably time to switch over. They taste like a real Samoa, except for they're, like reasonably um you you have plausible deniability about their health
1: yeah all right That's, cool
0: I like okay
1: that. i all love right. you have a good but night I love you too oh also find us on instagram on oh yeah. send us your questions at howdoispouse at gmail.com or how do i spouse on instagram yeah like and you. also
0: you guys snuggle with your partners too because it's a good snuggling type of night it just feels like a good yeah, night Yeah, i cannot wait i've been wanting to snuggle all damn day oh snuggle so hard
1: all right, all right. i love you bye i love you bye